remixes. I heard the best remix re- redo of a song, a Public Enemy song, Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos, but it was by Tricky and this woman, Martina, that came out in 2009, apparently. And apparently, it's not 2009 right now, but I only just heard it the other day. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this cover of Public Enemy is so, so different, so awesome and so good. And my wife was like, yeah, I like this better because I can hear what the words are. And the original, he's shouting a bit <laughs> like, well, he's <laughs> mad. He's mad. It's like, he's got a right to be mad. He got a right to be hostile. I love Public Enemy, man. But yeah. <laughs> I love it when you're like, oh, wow, this is such like a cutting edge new song. And then you realize <laughs> like, that, like, it's not, it's not new at all. Was I having kids <laughs> that day? Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. I don't ever remember my dreams, but I had a dream like a week or two ago where Chuck D actually called me and said, you got to listen to our new track. And I was just like, this is my dream come true. <laughs> it's like, why would he call me? I don't know. Anyway, Mike, Mike is our special guest today, and I hope he calls me when he busts out a new track. Welcome, Mike Mc- McNeil. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm sitting in this phone booth in my house. You got ex- you got a lot of explaining to do. It's just this is <laughs> a man of mystery, Mike. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Uh, you're no stranger to the Mac DevOps uh, world. Last year during our conference, there was some quick talks and some demos, and we're always been a fan of uh, Fleet DM and OS Query in general. So, any time to get you back on the podcast is a good time. So, thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm super glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And now I so rudely didn't introduce my co-host. Um, so please welcome our amazingly beautiful and super tanned co-host, JD. How are you doing, JD? I'm doing well, Matt. How are you doing? Oh, man. Not I'm as tan. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I've been staying warm. I actually saw some sunlight today in Vancouver, yeah. which means in the rule of Vancouver is if it's sunny, you got to go outside because it may never come back. You know, just Is, like- is that four, 14 more weeks of winter or something like that? Um, yeah, groundhogs and all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and our other amazingly profound, super deep thinker, Shauna, how you doing? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. You look comfy and cozy and ready for a podcast. I am. It's snowing outside on the East Coast or in DC, rather. Beautiful outside. Freezing in my house. So we got freezing DC. We got JD in the hotspot somewhere on some desert island. And Mike, are you in Texas? He's in a phone booth. He's in a phone yeah. booth. Yes, we've, we've clarified that. He's... <laughs> yeah, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. I heard that's the, the one cool town they have there, right? It's, in the it's US. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I was born here, so I've seen it change a lot. Nice. Well, this is a podcast about growth and how we've... No, this is a podcast about DevOps and today, uh, Mac DevSecOps. Security is super important. And I've been thinking a lot about security lately because it seems like, like IT, it's a huge dumpster fire. And I recognize that dumpster fire. And so welcome to the, oh my goodness, it's another emergency. Twitter just told me about PK exec and another security fire dumpster. And I all I can say is, I recognize this look of fear and 
need to remediate immediately. So tell us about how Fleet DM got started and and why we need it uh, and what it does. Does it have a dumpster fire button? <laughs> Still working on that one. Uh, yeah, so so I guess about really, if you look back in time, it, it kind of Zach, my co-founder, uh, Zach Wasserman, uh, one of the creators of OS Query in, in his history. Fleet really started with with him um, at Collide. And they created Fleet the product, worked on it for a few years. Uh, basically, you know, if you have OS Query deployed and you're using it to get a real-time look at your servers and your laptops, you need somewhere for all those different servers and laptops to go phone home to. So that's how Fleet was born. Got some early adoption at, at some larger companies. And then Collide, you know, kind of was like this open source thing is cool, but you know we're gonna we're gonna build a cloud product because we see you know opportunity there. And so they went and built Collide Cloud, which is the current Collide product. And then uh, whole fleet was kind of orphaned. And so uh, Zach took it over, did some consulting, and then we met last year, and we were like, let's start a company. Nice. That's a uh, youthful optimism, <laughs> right? Two awesome people saying we can do something together, but it seems to be the the startup the startup vector where you're searching for what is your product, right? What is what is the thing that we can do? And one company refocuses, then you want to go in a different direction. You start a new company, right? That sounds like a perfectly legitimate thing. So, Fleet is focusing on endpoints. Fleet is focusing on reporting on those endpoints, and it's what is the right word? Do I call it a dashboard? Is it it's the right place, one place to look at and manage your Linux, Mac OS, everything, Windows? You nail it. You got a job. Hey, elevator, <laughs> elevator pitches. Um, security is super important, and we need to help everybody in security. The people in DevOps, the people in ops, the people securing the servers, the people that need to find information. So, how does Fleet DM help us? You know, uh, detect and maybe remediate, but also and starting with number one, managing and detecting and... Yeah, so I mean, Fleet is first and foremost, just kind of like a, a spyglass that you can look through and get a current view of what's going on on any of your computers. So you can start by using SQL, right? Like uh, any OS query query works with Fleet. Fleet's kind of like super tied to OS query. so. You know, there's 300 tables that exist out there in the world of OS Query with all kinds of useful data about these devices, like the USB drives plugged in, you know, whether or not the disk is encrypted and which volumes are encrypted, software inventory, right? Like what apps are installed, what Chrome extensions are installed, uh, homebrew packages, all that, all that good stuff, battery health. So all that data is out there, right? And so you can go write a query in Fleet, like in the UI and in a nice little composer interface. I um, mean, it'll, you know, it'll auto-complete the table names for you and the SQL for you. And now we actually just added, it'll it'll show you what platforms it's compatible with. And you run that query, and then 10 seconds later, you get your results. Nice. So you can, one computer, 10 computers, 1,000 computers, 100,000 computers, as many as you want. So when, like, a random, like, weird thing like PK exec or some other malware comes up or an indicator of compromise and you suddenly go, I'm really interested about one new thing that I didn't know yesterday that I really want to know about my fleet. And then you just go into fleet and go, hey, tell me about this. Is this indicator of compromise there? And then you can run your query. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And if you're lucky, sometimes someone will have already written an OS query query for it. So you can just, like, copy paste. Nice. 
And sometimes I've heard it referred to as like a pack or something. So a bunch of queries together. Um, is there a way to integrate with like pre-made queries that way or? There is. So yeah, packs are a, a useful mechanism for grouping queries together. They also have scheduling capabilities built in. So that's fully supported in Fleet. We've kind of tucked it away in the UI uh, because we found that people have an easier time understanding the word schedule. So we, we tucked that underway. We tucked that under the schedule tab and then you, you can manage that for all your computers at once or you can kind of like isolate a cluster of machines that, that have their own schedule. So if you have a bunch of questions you know already are going to be interesting, like whether disks are encrypted or, you know, certain applications are installed, then you can schedule those. And if you have new questions, like suddenly you see on your Twitter infosec feed that something important is happening, then you can run a new query. Is that the, the way to, to run fleet? Is that? Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, that's that's the core, right? And And if you have, you know, I don't know, tens of thousands of these things or even just hundreds of these things, shoot, 20 of these things, it's enough to keep track of, like for us. But let's say you have CrowdStrike installed, right? You know, maybe 19 of, of the 20 users on a small team have CrowdStrike running, and maybe one of them on a Linux laptop has found a way to, like, turn it off. So you can see that with Fleet as well. Same thing for Jamf, Monkey, MDM enrollment status. Nice. So you see it as a complementary product to other apps or security vendors' products, and basically one can watch the other or both can protect the computers in different ways. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there is there is so much awareness of security now that the space is super crowded and there's amazing tools. You know, we don't have any ambition to try to replace SIM or replace EDR anytime soon. We think that those are, uh, we think there's great solutions out there for, for both of those use cases like Panther. So that's a lot of acronyms and words that I don't know. So EDR is... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm guilty of the, the thing I'm always making fun of other people for doing. Uh, endpoint detection and response, so stuff like your crowd strikes. Okay, okay. JD always likes RMM. Is it remote manage and mediate? I don't know what the hell. What is it? Yeah, remote management and mediation. Mediation sounds like yes. Geneva Convention of the United States or something. You will be mediated, Matt. Be careful. <laughs> does like Fleet MDM have like specific like uh, integrations with any of these systems? So we do for, for Monkey uh, and for kind of general MDM enrollment status out of the box. So in Fleet, you know, we talked about the queries. Like you can, you can type in a query, you can run it. All that's great and dandy. You can do the same thing and you can schedule it and you can run it on like an hourly basis, daily basis, um, and pump that data into some kind of data platform like Splunk or Elastic. But you can also just take a look at any of your machines. So if you just want to see like, all right, what games does Matt have installed on his laptop? You can just pop in there and <laughs> scroll, do a little search, and then just see all of his apps, his Chrome extensions. Nice. All the Chrome users he's logged in as. I, I heard this really Minecraft. cool quote from somebody way smarter than me, but uh, it was something like uh, about inventory. You know, if you can't secure what you don't know, so... Fleet seems like a really cool tool to help you to know about your inventory, your endpoints and your servers or whatever, so that, you know, you can start to secure them by knowing, you know, what's on there, what's there. And, and that's, that's your first step. Yeah. And actually on that note, we just, we added some vulnerability management features recently, or I guess I should say vulnerability discovery. So if you, you know, if you see that, that Matt's got like age of empires two installed and, and you see, uh, you know, Sean has got like Age of Empires 3 installed. You can see like, okay, like that version has like this horrible exploit and there's a CVE published for it. 
So we should hack Matt's machine. Yeah, we should hack Matt's machine and give him better games. Back in the old days, hacking was easier. I remember when somebody, uh, you know, just walked into my room and installed a floppy into my classic two Mac and just, you know, installed something. No, no user rights enabled just to, you know, just physical access. Um, But these days uh, we get, uh, you know, people are uh, searching the information where they want to, whether it's Reddit or Twitter or mailing lists uh, or a certain Slack, or even now I see a lot of Discord communities. So how do we find out about what's going on and how do we channel that into automation and how do we channel that into protecting our assets? (laughs) One of the things that uh, we've seen a lot of people automate through Fleet I guess I should say first, you know, anything you want to do in the Fleet UI uh, is covered in the API. Like this is a tool that's very much developer first. So um, we've seen people run these queries we're talking about from their CI/CD pipelines. Um, We see people have a repo and and just full of YAML files where they do commits and they change like, okay, now we're going to allow people to install Dropbox again. Bam, someone reviews the pull request, you merge it, it goes live in Fleet, immediately applied to all your devices. And now with policy automations, we can create a ticket for you um, automatically when new computers are detected that violate the policy. Nice. Is there anything specific on the Mac that uh, you want to highlight, like uh, anything it does really well or anything it does to not get in people's way or have people been having good success on the Mac? Have you seen, I've done some basic testing and it seems to to work. I haven't tested on, on a huge fleet of Macs yet, but I'm... We're seeing that we're seeing that pick up. So, you know, in, in the past, OS Query has been primarily a server tool, right, for, for folks. And we're seeing more and more of the users we talk to installing it on their workstations as well. On the Mac side, so something we're excited about right now, we've actually been working with Groob, Victor Vranchan, a bit on kind of just getting a better understanding of MDM and what we can do to make it you know easier to understand what your MDM status is. We added, so monkey, uh, monkey status is now kind of like a first-class citizen in the UI, and we're working on rolling that up right now. So uh, not the next release, but the one after that we're planning to have you can see across your fleet, like, okay, what percentage of my computers have Monkey properly installed and like what percentage of them have MDM properly enrolled? Nice. Those are definitely important because I've been using Monkey to keep machines up to date. And that's part of security is making sure we have the latest updates on everything. Definitely making sure they're still in MDM. That's important. So um, having several complementary tools always struck me as a as a as a cool idea that the, the the Google Mac Ops team had when they were talking about how they were using Monkey and then they had Plan B and then they had Puppet and then one 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 would look after the other and reinstall the other you know it's kind of like a fail safe uh, you know sort of uh, I'll look after you you look after me uh, sort of system and I think we can't just have one tool on our computers as much as I'd like to rip out security vendor X Y Z from my computers and go as light touch as possible. I've been having an interesting, uh, you know, uh, look after some uh, Linux servers and, uh, you know, playing with different security uh, product vendors and, uh, you know, CPU, uh, you know, if the security is trying to help you from malware, but your CPU crashes or every CPU you've, you've got allocated to that Linux server is pegged scanning the machine, like that seems like killing the host to remove the disease or, you know, and these are not even like remediation tactics, they're just scanning. So it's like a software scans and I mean, I've heard in the past where you know it's probably possible with OS Query to you know peg your CPU if you ask a bad question or the, ask the wrong things or something. So, how do we prevent security software from killing the things that we're protecting? 
Yeah, that's a great question. That's, and it's something we've had to spend some time sort of playing with uh, a lot because, uh, yeah, the first time you start freezing up people's mouse cursors, uh, they're not super happy about that. So what we added was kind of a simple... So all this data is there, first of all, in the OS query schedule table. So if you schedule an OS query, query and it's running on its interval, there's data available out there that you can go run a query on again. Of course, that's kind of low level and you have to like do all that yourself. Probably seeing a trend here. What we added was a simpler version of how you might do that all by hand. So we added these little bubbles in the UI that are like either, you know, it's performance impact minimal, performance impact considerable, or performance impact excessive. And then folks can just use that and kind of decide, all right, so do I want to allow my help desk uh, to run you know, my excessive queries, maybe not, right? Maybe just the minimal queries. Okay. You pre-measured the, the queries as they're written, or are you uh, showing like a, we've, we've seen these in action on this, in this fleet and there we're, we've measured them after they've been running or what's, what's that coming so from? Is that? Yeah, you so you have to schedule them currently first. So what we see a lot of people doing is they'll make like a sandbox team throw a host or two in there, schedule uh, the queries against that, and then kind of like benchmark their performance that way. It can obviously vary depending on the host uh, or what kind of computer it is and how well resourced it is. And then once you figure out that weight, you can kind of decide what to do with them. Because I mean, you know, we could just set up a whole new server infrastructure uh, and monitor the security software that is pegging the CPU to alert us if the malware that is not found is now pegged the CPU of the servers that were in production. Where, where, where does it stop? Where does it stop when we shut all the machines off? Yeah, it was query still read only. So, you know, the there's the Rube Goldberg machine eventually stops at least. Like the most you can do is, <laughs> is pull, you know, pull data. Well, I think the um, I saw, um, uh, is it Thomas T. Lark uh, on Twitter? And I know in Slack, he's been excited and uh, not bragging isn't the right word, but he's just been excited and just sharing with everybody how he's been trying testing out and uh, testing out fleet with, I guess, uh, he, does he work with a certain database or ingestion engine called Snowflake? I think I don't, we need to get him on the podcast so he can explain to me what the heck he's doing. But yeah, he says he seems like having really interesting time with, uh, uh, with fleet and then just ingesting data. And then I guess what's the cool thing about that is that you've got a lot of data and now you can look at the data instead of just re-asking all the questions or you got a historical, you got diagnostic. Yeah, well, the thing about data that, that we've realized is the more you store, the harder it gets to deal with. So Snowflake, you know, they've kind of figured that out. The Splunks and the Elastics of the world seem to be figuring that out. So mm -hmm. we're mostly letting them deal with that. And it's actually been kind of awesome. Snowflake, their company too, they have all the same problems that every other organization has. So they've got all these Macs, uh, plus they got a bunch of servers. Yeah, so they need a tool as well. They're using OS Query and... Obviously, internally, they want to use Snowflake. So that's where they're doing right, their right. data. Cool. Yeah, I think I noticed that Elastic uh, has some kind of, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a security product, but they have some kind of, I guess you can run it on endpoints too. And so I guess everybody that's collecting logs is trying to get into the analysis of those logs business. I remember back in the good old days of XN, Splunk had just started as a company, I suppose. And uh, I was like, I'll use Splunk and I'll get all my logs. And But there was no nobody to analyze those logs and tell me what the heck was going on. So it didn't really help. So we do need, there's, a, there's an intelligence and analysis that we need uh, as part of data collection or else we're just collecting data that may or may not be uh, uh, looked at or understood. <laughs>
We've been uh, working on the SRE book club and um, just in the beginning of the book, they were talking about, you know, uh, tickets and alerts and logs. And I thought the comment on logs was interesting. They're like, nobody should look at these. You're only looking at these if you have no other choice. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, if you're looking at the logs first, then you need better tools before the logs. But I suppose something like Snowflake or uh, some other tools, perhaps they're doing some better analysis or hope we hope they can with the help of OS Query and Fleet, for example, to analyze and tag the data uh, as a, a recent podcast where we talked about what was it garbage in garbage out you know if we if oh, we can yeah. somehow tag the data that we're collecting in an intelligent manner then can fleet help us with that mike yeah i mean it can definitely make it consistent and really i guess it's os query doing the magic um it's just fleet making it easier so because os query is sql for one thing you know all your queries are interoperable you can kind of like grab them from anywhere if somebody writes a blog post about some new malware paste that into fleet but also the results are kind of standardized as well so you can either have os query in snapshot mode or in delta mode or differential mode and that way it's writing you know either here's the latest state of whatever the query is your battery health etc to the database or it's it's sending you like here's what's been added here's what's been removed which is more useful for like event tables like if you're wanting to monitor process events uh, for like deeper security use cases but as far as like how that you know how that actually plays out in the data platform side like on the snowflake side it seems like folks are using that for two main things which is you know being able to build dashboards and look at the data that they have and then being able to set up alerts on the historical data okay alerts are good it can be. I've I've used products which alert me too much and then I turn them off and then I don't see it because I'm just tired of getting all the alerts or, you know, the the dev null or the mailbox that I don't look at anymore. That's not really useful. Also, I've, you know, in the past have I've used monkey report, which doesn't, you know, email me or contact me or alert me at all, which is suits me just fine. But occasionally I look at it and go, oh, missed something there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, but, you know, live and learn or at least just keep living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we recently had to make a decision like do we do we call this feature alerts and we were like no no we're gonna call this automations we can't call this alerts <laughs> too many bad, too much bad blood there like you can set that up as an automation now in fleet as a policy and our first thought you know as we were shipping that was like well we'll just have it create a ticket or send a webhook request every time you know every time this runs this scans on like an hourly basis and then we realized that that's not a good idea so what we did we dialed it back and we have it remember what it's actually alerted on already so you can still you know if you've got a computer that's get, getting monkey uninstalled and installed and uninstalled and installed again for some reason if that happens at just the right moments on whatever your scan interval is like okay it's possible to get a bunch of alerts that way Otherwise, you're only going to get one alert kind of per failing policy, and you'll see it on on all the devices. So if you're like, whether it's Monkey or Dropbox, using the Dropbox example, which we love Dropbox, but you know, if you wanted to say that, hey, nobody can have Dropbox installed, if four people install it in the in the last hour, and then 30 new computers get enrolled, you're going to get one ticket with you know, I think 34 if I did my math right. Computers mentioned. We don't test for math skills here. Just security not uh, part of the uh, entry exam yeah. <laughs> fortunately finally <laughs> nice well it seems like you're iterating and improving and changing and adding features and i guess you have a a lot of things planned ahead i don't want to you know uh, make you uh, stick to anything but uh you know you what are you working on or what's the what's what's the puzzle what let's what's left 
Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're up to 20-something people now on the team. Um, so growing a lot, investing a ton in Fleet. We have a full-time person working on OS Query Core itself, Sharvel, from the core team. And so the the biggest thing for us is is quality, data freshness, and making this a reliable source of truth. That's why people really use Fleet, you know? Uh, it's it's real-time, it's programmable, and kind of easy to hook up with your GitOps, and you can use the API, you don't necessarily have to use the UI. So all of those priorities are key for us, and we don't ever want to, like, let that, you know, let that down. The other thing we're doing, though, which is kind of cool uh, in the next month or so, is working on what we're calling Fleet Desktop. So if you, uh, and this only is going to work for your workstations, right? And you don't really have much use for this on servers, but imagine a system tray icon with your company's logo, links you to a page uh, where that team member can see all of the data that their employer can see about their laptop. They see my device. They can see, like, we actually dog food this internally, right? So like, I can see, uh, I can see what all the games that Andrew and my team has installed. I can see like how full his disk is, right? But now Andrew can see that too. It's not like uh, it's not like me being the only creepy one. It's like we're taking that one-way mirror and turning it into a two-way mirror. I think that's called a window. <laughs> no, it's super important. I mean, working at companies but not seeing who uses your products sometimes is a distance and. When you're working with people more closely, you can try to work on the the trust relationship and go, "Hey, you can trust me. See, we've met, and I'm nice, and I'm cool." And but you know, even if you re remote into someone's laptop, for example, it's the same idea, right? It's like some people might be worried, like, "Can Matt remote into my laptop at all times?" And so, how do you, you know policies and procedures and showing what people can see and report on? I think that's an excellent, super excellent idea because you want people to know that it's opt in, or you want people to know that you know, that you're asking for permission or that you're letting them know um, and not trying to be creepy big brother, you know, or whatever. Letting them know why. Especially in this day, day and age, you know. Yes. Mm. There's a lot of simple things in troubleshooting, you know, like sometimes somebody would be like, hey, you're, you're, my, my email's not working. And I'd be like, look at my dashboard and be like, oh, your disk is full. Maybe that's not even related to email, but like your computer's not going to work. Like just sometimes, you know, knowing in those things and maybe turning that back on as a feature and going, oh, we can report that back to the end client right away and go, hey, just so you know, your disk is full and you've got 500,000 apps or, you know, something else is going on your CPU, you know, um, that's a very interesting, very cool, cool in two different ways, just letting people know what you're collecting and then maybe giving them the benefit of that information as well. Hey, is there something wrong with your laptop? Hey, look, you can see your hard drive's full or your CPUs are always running and it's not us, I swear, you know, it's some somebody else. I don't know, Matt, I have a lot of folks that get the little dialogue from Apple that tells you that their hard drive is full and they're like, I don't know what this means. I was gonna say that, I was wondering like, what about the people that, that don't know what disk full means, right? Like how much of the workforce doesn't understand? It's like the any key, which, which key is that? Yeah. Where's the any key? So, Mike, I, I'm curious, you know, you, you talked about being developer friendly and, and developer forward, giving lots of access through APIs and, and things like that. If you're not a developer, if you're not in, you have no idea what an API is, can you still use Fleet DM? Yeah, I mean, we could we could play a game. We could like play Pictionary here. I know this is an audio medium. <laughs> so JD, like, I'll imagine, uh, you know, I'm I'm someone who just clicked Fleet Desktop, right, on my on my my desktop, and I'm looking at this. I see mm -hmm. my device, 
I'm looking down and I'm like, okay, there's Fleetwood Mike. It's my host name. Last fetched 40 minutes ago. So I know that, and actually I can hit refetch myself because actually I think Matt, you kind of guessed it. The, where we're going with this next is the ability to just fix things myself. So, but let's start, let's start here. So I, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing my device. I can see that it's online. I see there's eight issues because there's eight policies that I'm failing right now. I can see what team I'm on, how much RAM I got, how much disk space is available, um, is a percentage, and then in absolute terms. CPU, uh, the version of OS query I'm running. And then after that, actually related to the, to the use case before about uh, people's disk filling up, or another common one we've heard is how long has this laptop been on since it was last restarted so that's what mm. uptime here is about if someone's having issues and they're like yeah i restarted it yesterday now you can check and say okay when did you actually restart the computer i'm gonna give you a free uh feature idea play it on yeah you've heard this before right here free ideas you just have to write the software to make it happen somebody's on an endpoint and they're like something's wrong with my laptop or i need help they can click on the fleet button and it can you know, either send a ticket or send something to fleet itself to the dashboard and go, here's my device and the information uh, you know, tagged with it, or you know, the, the ticket system could grab it or whatever, you know, can go, hey, what's the, the fleet info from this? Because you know, if somebody sends you a question about what, anything and they're like, I'm having a problem with X, and you're like, okay, well, what version of X are you using? What Mac OS version are you using? What software version? You have like 500 questions, but if that, question was tagged with you know the information like the basic information then you could go right to the other questions like what were you doing when that happened or what particular chain of events ha made this happen but now i know you're running you know maybe two minor releases behind or a major release behind or uh, you know i know your disk is full or something that all these nice little things that fleet is uh, collecting so that could be interesting or a side product made from somebody talking to the fleet api maybe or... i should say first uh thank you for the feature request your 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 email is important to us, and uh, we will get back to you in five standard working years. Um. <laughs> I got something better for you. So Fleet's entirely open source, so you can just submit a pull request. Nice. But also you can request features, because I know that takes time. So. Well, yeah. what are you guys writing uh, Fleet in, or what are people uh, contributing code in? in... Yes. Yeah. Can I write it in pseudocode, or can I write, do I have to write it in uh, Go? There's not that many people in the world that that do mac management i mean compared to like the number of people graduating from dev boot camps right you know my, my background i come from the javascript open source world and so like entering this space it's like the community is so much smaller but everyone's problems are like so much bigger in some ways <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever we get any kind of contribution we're just like this is awesome like it's so it's so great to like hear like how people are actually using the tool so yeah we're really take anything we can get but the back end's written in Go. The front end is uh, Reacts and JavaScripts. And actually, you can contribute to all of it. So our website is open source. Everything, even how we do self-service uh, self license dispensing. Our handbook is open source and open and public. We record, uh, we're starting to record more and more of our meetings. We're just getting there. We look to GitLab for inspiration on that. So, I mean, everything from like our product planning to our uh, our customer support process all of that is online and you can actually edit uh, most of it on github awesome now it now you have to help us what can we do together at mac devops the conference to make mac devops and fleet awesome should we have some kind of like 
how do you do your pull request? How do you incorporate fleet? How do you get into, you know, this movement? Or is there any kind of ideas? You know, this doesn't have to be answered right now. I'm throwing it out there for all of us. But like, how do we how do we incorporate open source and something like fleet, you know, into like a conferences or <clears throat> a way that we can, you know, help train people or open awareness or get people involved, you know, um, whether it's a hack night or we maybe do a sprint over a couple of weeks or something, or Ooh. is there any way that Mac DevOps can help? Can we focus an event, focus it on a time? And I mean, I think that would be, that would be super cool. So we try to make the conference like a time in, in, you know, a point in time where we focus our energy and kind of like a sprint or something like, right. We, so maybe we can come up with something uh, and get people involved because sometimes people just need an excuse. You know, Matt, that is making me think. So we just uh, we just hired a head of security, which I know we're super small, but it was like we should probably have one given what we're doing here. And his name's Guillaume. He's awesome. So he's working on. So you know, I was talking about our handbooks all open. He's been working on just figuring out what we do with our own Macs here. You know, we we are on Simple MDM right now, and you know, in which they use Monkey under the hood. And yeah, I love I love that combo. There's a, you know, coming at this, coming at this space from having been just totally, you know, starting in the front end web development world and sort of moving to node and then coming here, there's a lot of new concepts that uh, I had to be enlightened about. And so we've been thinking we want to document, like, what does it look like to build a security and Mac administration program from like the ground up? And just we're going to open source the entire journey. So like everything that we're doing with our own laptops, our own prod servers, we're going to write that down. We're going to make it public. Obviously, we'll leave out our credentials, but pretty much everything else is uh, is fair game. Um, no, I mean, it's great when people share what they're doing, right? Like a lot of people in the tech world in Mac admins world, they like to do blog posts and share what they've learned because a, they're excited to share that they learned something. B, that they're you know they they want to remember it tomorrow, what they learned yesterday. But also, I think it's very cool that you would share what you are doing in in your in your uh, company. And but you mentioned the conference, and I mean that could be maybe a cool area for us to collaborate because I'm sure a lot of folks at the conference have ideas about exactly how they do it and, and tricks they've learned. Yeah, I mean, and Simple MDM is a sponsor of the conference, and I'm I, I've been playing with their Simple MDM Monkey thing, and it's it's awesomely simplified in some ways, and and so you can't get completely under the hood with normal, you know, your own self-hosted Monkey, but they have an API, so maybe there's some cool synergies or things we can do with you know with um, Fleet DM and Monkey and Simple or other just just things in general, and uh, that'd be kind of cool to to fun and and hack on some projects. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, awesome. we're down. I can. I don't want to volunteer Guillaume, but I'm pretty sure he'd be down. I know he's uh, he's eager to get back to some conferences, even if it's just remote. We'll we'll do our best to try and focus some energies and uh, share some talks. So if you have some cool talks about security in general, OS query, you know, running the startup, all of the above, you know, um, you know, that's that's all great, you know, and we need to lead by example and help inspire other people and and give them some cool solutions that we found and along the way. Congratulations on uh, five mil in funding. Yeah, thank you. We're, uh, just getting started. Yeah, of course. I think that brings up a whole subtopic. Money for a startup is obviously money to make a product and pay people to make it come along, but it also helps, as you said, you you got some people on the core uh, OS Query team, and it's come up with the Log4j and other things it's like funding the people working in OS in open source, you know, and. It's very important that we fund people to keep these projects going. And obviously people are going to fund it when it's important to them because it's part of your core business, you know, but 
it's still important. We need to fund people and that money has to come from somewhere to build a cool product and build a community. And Totally. And I mean, having worked in a project that I never quite successfully commercialized like we did uh, with this one, I think there's something to be said for just the value we can create for open source by having a solid business model behind it. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to to be doing open source again in a way that's sustainable. And as far as OS Query, we see any problem in OS Query as our problem. Anyone that's having trouble with OS Query, I hope they'll go to Sharvel and the rest of the team and Zach. Uh, and yeah, we hang out a lot in the OS Query Slack and we're also in Mac admins. So hope to see you there. Awesome. How do we find you on the internet, Mike? Street View is a good start. <laughs> That's not creepy. <laughs> uh, no, you can go to fleetdm.com. The DM stands for uh, device management, not the other, not BM. Uh, so fleetdevicemanagement.com. And uh, yeah, we're on Twitter as fleetctl, which is also the name of the command line tool. Fleet DM was taken. So Thank you, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. The Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast is looking for sponsors. Support and encourage developers in IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. Thank you to Simple MDM, our gold sponsor for Mac DevOps 2022. Thank you so much to everybody at Simple MDM for your support. We really appreciate it. Please find SimpleMDM at SimpleMDM.com. We look forward to more sponsors for our conference. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. We, we started this like just before the pandemic happened because we thought it would be fun just to talk to people before the conference started and talk yeah. to, you know, then the pod pandemic happened and it's been two years of trapped in a Zoom box. This is the okay. only way Matt gets socialization. <laughs>